0: the disagreement is turning pretty dark. We have a divided nation. We have a very divided nation. We seem to be living in a time of utter tribalism. If it's and like,
1: true to you, then it's true. No, it's
0: not.
1: In order to be able to think, you have to risk being offensive. I mean, look at the conversation we're having right now.
2: Nothing is as important as the truth of God revealed in Scripture.
0: Welcome to Disagree With Me, a podcast dedicated to considerate conversations on taboo topics. My name is Angel Rodriguez, and as always, joined by Mr. Caleb Powers. Yo, yo, I'm here on the ones and twos. Yes, sir. How you doing, man?
1: I'm doing excellent. I'm excited to have Chris on the podcast again. This yes. Is fun.
0: Chris is back, not for the first time second time but for the third time, the third, time third time's a charm <laughs>
1: <laughs> but we're not re-recording the episode again so that's you know, a plus
0: yeah hopefully
1: <laughs> i mean we're
2: double <laughs> recording it so
0: yeah, yeah i was hopefully gonna I, I was just
1: i just meant he's not on for the third time
2: recording the same episode we're actually recording a different episode this time <laughs> yes
0: yes we are chris welcome back man
2: I'm really excited to to be here. Our last couple of discussions were really fantastic. So um, I've been uh, counting down the days till the next one. So this is
0: great. Yeah, man. And uh, we're going to so we have a repeat, a repeat guest. And I was going to make a joke, Caleb, considering the fact that the last few times you haven't been able to be on for the whole time with us. I was gonna say Chris has now been on the podcast more than Caleb, but uh, that is
1: not true. <laughs> no, not true. Come kidding. on, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. I'll yes. I'll pipe in sometimes in this episode. Yes. I will be here.
0: Yeah, it's, it's. I'm glad you're back, Caleb. Yeah, miss you, man. And and so we have we have a, a repeat guest and a repeat topic. And I told my wife that I wanted to talk about this, and she kind of rolled her eyes because she's like, "You just talked about this, like." A month ago but i re- this is one of my passion topics so this is why we're going over this again and that's abortion so um that's what we're gonna we're gonna talk about i I think if you've been listening to this podcast you know where i stand on it because we've talked about this like two two different times now i think like i didn't three, listen yeah.
2: to those podcasts okay. so it's all new to me which will okay. be interesting
0: sounds good and uh yeah chris you're you're on i want to hear your Your thoughts on and where you stand on the issue of abortion I guess we can we can start there
2: sure um well I'll start with something that I don't hear people use a lot in debates but now I think it's more common and that's I always approach it at first by saying that to me the whole pro-choice over here pro-life over here thing is a false dichotomy um, because I consider myself both pro-life and pro-choice, and to define those terms, um, by pro-life I mean that I, I do believe that uh, a, a fetus is a person, and that abortion is a negative thing. It's not; I don't look at it as a neutral action morally, but as something that is that is negative and uh, it, it does more harm inside itself than. Than good if you're just looking at it, the, the actual like procedure and of an abortion. Um but I am pro-choice from a political point of view because I do not believe that uh criminalizing abortion um does more good than harm to society. Um so Put it most succinctly, the way that I take these two stances of being pro-choice and pro-life together is I say that um, I, I believe that the most effective way to reduce the harm that I believe is being done by abortions being performed is to enact laws that um, are aimed specifically at reducing the amount of abortions rather than laws that are aimed at criminalizing them because I separate the legality of abortion with the uh, reduction of abortion. So for me, it's about what is going to make abortion happen less as opposed to how do we just make sure that people are are criminalized for it. And really for me, the the debate goes along the lines of is it is it is it the making abortion illegal and restricting it that reduces it more or is it other things that reduce it more and then what are the unintended consequences of making it illegal and other negative things that are caused by that and do those things outweigh the positive effects that a ban would have on the situation
0: okay so if if i could prove to you that abortion not not saying that i will do that but if i could prove to it that outlying it would reduce the abortion rate you would be for it
2: uh if it was the most uh effective way to to do that um and so so because again it's we don't exist and it doesn't it, it doesn't exist in a vacuum so it's not like the only thing that is operative in the discussion is the fact that a a a, a uh pregnancy is being ended there's a lot of other factors that come into play like the health and well-being of the mother um economic hardship of the mother in cases of rape and incest there's other complications that happen so those would have to be accounted for as well there would have to be good solutions for dealing with all of those issues as well um because it's, it's for me, it's not just about reducing the harm of abortion, but reducing the overall harm of unwanted pregnancy, because unwanted pregnancy results in problems beyond just the potential for abortion, in my view.
0: Okay. So I'll, I'll lay out for you where I stand on the issue, sure. um, since you haven't listened to our other podcasts and stuff. But So I, I, I think abortion is murder. I, I agree with the first point you made, that the child in the womb is a person. And that we we shouldn't kill that person because we don't or we shouldn't be able to kill innocent people. Um, And even if and this might be a little something that that uh, people don't say, but even if it even if outlawing abortion and treating it as murder in some way, shape or form or to increase the rate of abortions, it would still be the right thing to do it would still be it it would still be the government's job to bring justice to that issue and treat it as murder even if that's what happened i don't think that's what would happen but i I just want to put that out there that that's that's where i stand on the issue um because like you said it's it's a person so i i I guess one of the first things that came to mind for me is would you use the same line of thinking with other other crimes like if if it could be said that outlawing drive-by shootings or or whatever actually increased the rate of drive-by shootings, would you be for decriminalizing drive-by shootings to drive down the 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 uh the rate? Right. Um well
2: I think a good example of something that is up for debate, because obviously mm-hmm. like uh, criminalizing by shootings is not something that's, that's debated, you know, you know, it, mm-hmm. pretty much everybody agrees that it should be, you should be prosecuted if you drive by somebody and shoot them out the window. Yeah. Um, but, but it's something that, that is debatable is, um, a drug use, for example, um, which again, can involve hurting other people. Like for instance, if a pregnant woman, um, is on certain drugs, it could cause birth defects or, or a miscarriage. Um, so it's not just something that affects the person taking the drugs. But I mean, I, I generally take a libertarian approach to drug use. And I think that the best way to deal with the epidemic of drug overdoses um, and drug addiction we have in our society is to legalize drugs and regulate it and treat it as a, as a mental and, and, and physical Illness, rather than trying to criminalize and scare people out of um, like involving themselves in drugs, either selling or or buying or or taking them. So I, I would I, I would definitely say that my approach pretty much always comes down to the effects of legislation on reducing the amount of suffering and harm that a crime is causing. Because again, for me, and I think. We talked about this a little bit when we were talking about masks in our previous conversation. Mm-hmm. Is for me morality is a lot more centered around what are the effects of an action as opposed to what are was the actual action itself or the intentions behind an action. I see immoral behavior as behavior that causes harm. So thus, when I'm trying to reduce immoral behavior, I'm not trying to reduce people's behavior. I'm trying to reduce the harm that results from their behavior, which is probably different than how you would view it, viewing the behavior itself as the problem. Spoken like a true utilitarian. (laughs) (laughs) But I do agree and I do do agree that there should be specific rights and um, keeping people's rights from being infringed is actually, and personal autonomy is an argument that I make for um, pro-choice legislation. And that just comes down to the fact that you are dealing with two people when you're talking about a pregnancy, like there yeah. is a mother, there is a child, you have to, you can't just assume that the rights of the child always trump the rights of the mother, you have to consider the rights of the mother in okay. the situation as well.
0: Yeah, so, so I mean, the, 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 to answer your first point about like the drug use thing, like the difference that I would that I would see with that is for the most part, you know, people are doing these drugs and any harm that comes is typically like primarily to them, you know, like people overdose and it's a bad thing, but, um, they're the ones that die. Like in rare instances, like you mentioned, right? Like women might cause a miscarriage or, or other things. And I think that's, that's definitely something we can, we can talk about, but like with abortion, the difference is that the sole purpose of it is to kill a baby. Like that's case like that's literally what is what abortion is and 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 it's it's a it's murder for as a christian because god is god says you shall not murder you shall not take innocent life and that's what's going on as you as you said you know we're we're killing a a baby in the womb and and to the point of, of choice is like chris we don't i don't think we live this way right like we don't have the choice to, to do whatever we want to do to other people. I don't, I no, think we you don't. agree
2: with that, Al- right? So- Although I would say that another thing that separates it from me, for me from the, the drive-by shooting example that mm-hmm. you gave is I do believe that it's a lot more difficult to enforce and a lot um, more yeah. inefficient to enforce legislation around abortion than it is around um uh, m- 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 homicide with a weapon um because like when someone kills somebody with a weapon there's oh. evidence there's witnesses there's the weapon itself that exists in reality that needs to get disposed of there's like a lot of things that you can do mm-hmm. in a crime scene and in an investigation to um get evidence for homicide as a prosecutor and prosecute someone effectively um Whereas it gets kind of dicey with abortion. I would say it would be a lot easier to criminalize doctors uh, aiding in abortions, just like, for instance, assisted suicide is um, uh, criminalized in a lot of cases. Um, But uh, as far as uh, prosecuting the women goes, you end up in a difficulty of enforcement because uh, if women are having abortions off the record, in a black market situation, mm-hmm. it's very difficult to track that down and find out that they're doing it, um, especially since beyond just safer methods for the woman, not, not the child, of course, um, there's also a lot of uh, very risky ways that abortions can be induced as well um, that don't involve any uh, pills or, or procedures that could be made illegal because it could be other things that are used for legal purposes, um, other purposes they're intended for, um, and to provide a very specific example of something that could happen if you just blanket make abortion uh, a, a crime similar to homicide is you're going to end up in a situation where you're going to out a, you're gonna have to figure out a way to tell the difference between a miscarriage and an abortion and miscarriage is something that is you know it's not rare it's it's very fairly common i mean i it's difficult to look at stats of something so broad but i mean just to give very rough numbers you know it is believed scientifically that between 30 and 50% of um pregnancies defining pregnancy as as uh, a conception is miscarried but probably only 5 or 10% are known because a lot of them happen before women know that they're pregnant. So, But there are a lot of miscarriages that happen. And again, I don't wanna focus too much on anecdotal evidence and just specific situations, but I do wanna say there are situations where there are countries where abortion is criminalized, where women are um, tried and convicted for killing their child when they had a miscarriage. Um, An example is in El Salvador, there was a very high profile case where a woman had a miscarriage and was sentenced for decades, I believe it was 30 years in prison, spent 10 years in that sentence before the Supreme Court stepped in and ruled that they did not have enough evidence to convict her of the crime. And then she was freed from jail after 10 years just for having a miscarriage.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I, I don't think we should obviously prosecute women for, for miscarriages. Um, But, but abortion, the things that you're saying, right? Like the unsafe methods, they leave scars. They leave like it, 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 you know, you can tell Um, and, and maybe because of, of it being illegal, it would drive people to those quote unquote unsafe methods, even though every single method of abortion is unsafe because as you mentioned it kills a baby almost every single time so it's it's unsafe either way and i i think if we were to actually outlaw it and treat it as murder we wouldn't have centers that are built specifically to kill babies no. abortion clinics right so that we would do away with those and i think a lot of people would because of because they wouldn't have the ability to go drive down to to one of these centers and 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 Go through with this procedure, would choose not to do it, and, and because they would know that if they were found out, they would be charged with with murder. Now, like the the like, I I think that what happened to the lady that you're talking about is is very very unfortunate, and it shouldn't happen. And in in our view of of what what the law should do is, if someone is is wrongfully con- convicted of a crime, then the person that that uh, accused him of, of said crime is the one that gets the punishment that was supposed to go to that person but to what you're saying I think you could you can tell right like you can tell especially with with some of these unsafe methods I mean what 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 things do you specifically have in mind when you say unsafe methods
2: um well I mean I, I I'm I'm talking about things desperate people do, um, Mm -hmm. like, you know, like uh, drinking gasoline or bleach or coat hangers or just really hard things that actually doesn't happen a lot. Because in most countries, even where abortion is criminalized, there's still a huge black market for um, abortion inducing pills. Mm -hmm. Um, So again, you would have to the first if you criminalize abortion, the first thing that you would do is you would you know, get rid of all of the, the legal ways to do it. So there wouldn't be, uh, things like Planned Parenthood anymore. And then, but then the next thing you'd have to do is you'd have to figure out a way to uh, stop the pills from being c- circulated on the black market, which would be difficult, especially if you're trying to, um, legalize other drugs at the same time to make these drugs illegal while other drugs weren't would be very difficult because the same distribution methods would be used potentially. Um, so, uh, you know, for example, uh, I want to bring up Brazil as an example. And I know there's a debate about statistics from Brazil because, um, depending on who's doing a study, there's different numbers coming out. But I I am aware of a lot of studies that have come out that that do show that abortion rates in Brazil, which is a country where it is pretty much almost completely illegal, like the, the only way to get an abortion legally in Brazil is if it's incest or or rape, I believe. And, and even in those cases, you have to prove it. And that's difficult sometimes, especially with with rape, because it's it can get gray there as far as proving if it was consensual or not. Um, so but in Brazil, um, there's just as many abortions as there are in America. And yet there's a it's just different how they're obtained. They're obtained on the black market. They're obtained in private yeah. in, in Brazil.
0: Yeah. And and, and and again, going back to my first point, it has to do not with it has to do with ultimately what is the role of ultimate? Like, what's the role of government? Is it is it to 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 give us an end result? That which in, in your case, right, you would say, you know, the end result should be less abortion, no matter how we get there. Right right like as long as we get to this point here this is what we have to do and i'm saying no the government's role is to to enforce laws and to bring justice when injustice is done so like even like i said at the beginning even if even if the the abortion rate went up which i don't think it would but even if it did the government's job would still be to bring justice to these little children in the womb that that are being killed by treating their deaths as what for what what the thing is is justice
2: justice doesn't bring them back to life
0: and justice doesn't prevent
2: that from continuing to happen because again one of the reasons why we have laws is to keep crimes from happening and if a law isn't keeping a crime from happening then what is the point of that law so
0: so so because murder is still happening now should we have laws that say that i can't kill my my neighbor
2: that's it, it again Laws that criminalize murder decrease Mm -hmm. the amount of murder that happens because it is easy to enforce those laws because of how much of a trail and just reality a murder leaves because you're dealing with two people who are alive and have social security numbers. One of them is going to disappear. There's going to be a body that needs to be disposed of. There's going Mm -hmm. to need to be a device use, do the murder. People are going to be witnesses again to the situation potentially. Like there's, it, it's a different situation um, than something that happens in private and really is not going to look different than a miscarriage. Like 40% of abortions that happen are induced by medication in the United States. And that number is from three years ago. So, yeah. and it continues going up and higher and higher as, as medication gets more active. Ap- easy to access for people so the way that that works is that a woman takes uh, one pill that detaches the child from the wall of the uterus and then takes another pill that then causes mm-hmm. uh, basically a, a period to, yeah. to flush it out and of, of their body and so that that is completely indistinguishable from a miscarriage and you're talking yeah. about 40 percent, so that's about 300,000 things that look like events that look like miscarriages that happen every single year. And that's a lot different than somebody strangling somebody or shooting somebody and leaving a dead body.
0: Yeah. But like you said, right? Like, I mean, I would think a pill like that, that's which sole purpose or it's those two pills, those chemical abortions. The 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 sole purpose of those is to kill a baby in the womb and, and to force mm-hmm. a, I mean, I don't, I don't. I, I would. I would see the the eradication of that. Like we needed to.
2: Those pills are readily available in Brazil, and I, right, yeah, induce statistically between a million and four million. Uh, mm-hmm. there's between a million and four million abortions that happen in Brazil every year, um, according to several studies that I've seen. Yep. Um, I don't know the percentages of how many of them are pill induced, but I'm assuming that a good amount of them are just Where based on are. the situation. Yeah.
0: And it's still, I mean, and again, because my, 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 where I'm coming from isn't a utilitarian, ut, man, am I saying that right? Utilitarian. <laughs> utilitarian, yeah. yeah. There we go. Utilitarian um, perspective is that that would still be the right thing to do. It would be to, to decriminalize mm-hmm. it. Now, how I think that even so like, like you're saying, right. If we decriminalize it or criminalize it, sorry. And then the rate still at the same it even goes goes up like that's that's where we got to step in, and I think change happens from the bottom up. But I still think that we need a we need a, and I, and I say that like as a Christian, go and share the gospel, and people's hearts are changed to not want to murder their children. Thirty
2: but percent of people who have abortions are Protestant. Christi-
0: yep, I know, and they're well, they're hypocrites, and they need to repent. And that's murder. No,
2: no true Scotsman fallacy.
0: <laughs> Was that?
2: And it, it's a, there's a fallacy, which is no true Scotsman, which means that if people are part of a group, but they don't meet a specific set of criteria you put on them, they're no longer part of that group. Um, Except is... in this case, it actually it's
1: it's true because, I mean, God's word specifically says yeah. here are the th- here are the criteria for if you are
2: at like an actual saved person. And so you can be there's a Christian nothing in the Bible that says that um an abortion makes you not a Christian.
1: No, that's not what I'm saying. Um, I'm saying uh, first John says those who will, you know basically if you're in a lifestyle of sin any sort of sin whether or not it's an unrepentant you know murder of a child or not um then that that is incredible evidence that you're not a christian right but Um, again i'll
2: have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god for sure every person who is a christian sins yeah oh for sure yeah Yeah.
1: but but i mean we can there there's actually like legitimate criteria in scripture given to for the church specifically to be able to judge those things too like that's mm-hmm. why church discipline exists that's why excommunication exists um mm-hmm. so there there is a criteria there so obviously no true, no true Scotsman can factor into this but at the end of the day because God's word itself says yes there are criteria and you cannot be that, that has to factor into so
2: yeah but again that the, there is a level of subjectivity there like you know if if it's something that is specifically um you know, made explicit in the Bible, I think it's a lot easier to make that argument than than if it's something that requires a logical jump from you know, merging a few different ideas together in a subjective way. Um, Like you have to take the scripture that is against murder and you have to then combine it with an interpretation of scripture that shows that uh, a, a, a baby in the womb is, is a person.
0: Okay, so maybe not all of them, but I would say most of them are. Just like mm-hmm. so there was a survey done not too long ago and it's like, the majority of evangelicals or Protestants would say that Jesus was, was not God, but he was just a good teacher. And I would say, well, they're not, even though they might say that they are, that's one of the they're not Christians because you can't be a Christian and believe that Jesus isn't God. So that's what, that's what I'm saying is, is, you know, to, to be a consistent Christian, at least, right. You can't, you can't say, yeah, I believe the Bible and then go out and, murder a a person I mean at least it it would it would cause if if I were to murder somebody I think your first thought would probably be well he wasn't really a Christian
2: I that would not be my first thought
0: (laughs) maybe Caleb's
2: (laughs) I'm sure there are plenty of people who um, are Christians who end up in situations where they kill somebody else and it's very unfortunate and messed up but I wouldn't say that it's because they are not a Christian that they did that.
1: Yeah. And, and again, I think the, the, the point here, I think more than anything, is that scripture has particular criteria. And it's not you, you murdered someone. Okay, you're not a Christian. It's mm-hmm. are you an unrepentant murderer? Um, and an unrepentant murderer cannot be a Christian. Um, and so I, I would say if someone goes and gets an abortion and they know that it's a person and they do it anyway and they don't repent, probably not a Christian. Um. Right. I think that's a pretty clear yeah. thing we can see in scripture. And and also, I mean, I, I know you mentioned earlier, you have to also prove that a child in the womb
2: is definitely a person. Um, But I mean, I think there's scripture for that, which as well. which I so, do agree with. So, yeah. again, but I understand yeah. that, that a lot of people don't agree with that. Yeah. So I and you you would have to make up. a proof of that, up, obviously. Yeah. yeah to to yeah. make that argument. Yeah. Because for me, it's very it it's very subjective. It, honestly, it's 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 a gut thing. It's it's literally yeah. I just feel that way. <laughs> it's it's that's, difficult. I would have a hard time if I was having an argument with someone who was trying to make the argument that um, uh, a fetus is not a person, then I would have a hard time scientifically arguing against that. Um, and again, it's not something that I, I want to make a disagreement between us because my mm-hmm. gut agrees with something that you both logically believe. Well, and, um, and, I, and so- I would
1: honestly say that I think most people, their gut, they know Like, I think just I think you you would have to convince yourself otherwise. Right. You'd have to go out of your way to make to make a point of not
2: believing that a a child is a person. I mean, Um, the the most convincing argument that I can find is just, again, that that high rate of miscarriage, especially in the first few weeks, because it, it makes me wonder, like, why would there be a system where half the people would just not make it, you know? Um, maybe they 're not a person until they get past that point and are viable or have a heartbeat or something like this, but again, I think that when you get that nuanced in debates like this, especially when you're talking about forming legislation, you end up causing issues. i mean, I mean, one example is um, there a the heartbeat bill in Ohio that you know caused an eleven year old rape victim to not be able to get an abortion because of people splitting hairs about when um, the, the, the child was a person according to them.
0: Yeah. And, and so we're clear, like I'm saying from the moment of conception, when the sperm meets egg, that's a biologically different human being. And all people are, are made in the image of God, including that child in the womb at that, at that very moment. So I would, I would not, I would say across the board, the intentional taking of that life in the womb is murder. And should be treated as such, and regardless of the you know the outside circumstances, like whether that that child was put there because of rape or incest or whatever, they're still a human being, and we shouldn't be able to kill them legally. Um,
2: yeah, that's true. But um, I will say though that it it gets kind of if this was a situation where you know this was happening in a laboratory. For example, mm-hmm. if they were um, artificially inseminating eggs in a in laboratory, which I think is something that that is done for research and uh, in vitro fertilization and stuff, and sometimes ties into the uh, embryonic stem cell industry. Um, you know, I, I would say that that argument works very well there. Because, you know, if you do believe that, you know, a a, a zygote is a person, which is the what ha- the, the one-celled organism that is created from the, the sperm entering the egg. Um, then, yeah, in, 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 a, in a test tube, then, well, they would make it a, a homicide to, 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 to kill that. Um, but the thing is that a pregnancy is something that happens inside a woman's body, and a woman is also a person. So mm-hmm. then you bring up with, okay, if you're going to protect – The life and autonomy of the child from conception, then what protections do you have for the life and autonomy, life and autonomy of the woman? Like, Mm -hmm. for example, if you have a woman who is is raped, and so she is forced to have a pregnancy that is against her will, let's say that she is a a child herself, like an 11 or 12 year old, or let's say she is somebody that um, has high risk factors for pregnancy. So it's very likely that the pregnancy might um, kill her uh, if it continues, um, you know, are you going to make any legal protection for that child or that woman who is pregnant when it is clear that, you know, her life has been threatened by something outside her control?
0: Yeah. I mean, the first step there is obviously, whole, I mean, protecting her from, from that situation, from the rapist. And
2: but after it happens,
0: after yeah, after it happens, yeah. But then we're dealing with two different people at that point. At that point in time, so that's where it, where I'm saying like two wrongs don't make a right. So like for to, to kill that child in the womb, as 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 tragic as the rape was, and I think it's it's a horrible thing, and I think that the rapist deserves a death penalty. I don't believe that the child in the womb, who is also would be the victim in this situation, if you were to take their life. You're, you're per- perpetrating another crime. And this woman that was innocent of any wrongdoing is now you're going to make her into a murderer. She's going to be a murderer of her own preborn child. That's not the way we fix things. I mean, we don't do we don't make two wrongs don't make a right. And, and to kill this child as, as tragic as the situation, or, uh, you know, the circumstances surrounding the, the conception of the child. It, I mean, we don't do that with any other situation.
2: Uh, So I I have a question then for you as a a kind of a thought experiment. Mm -hmm. Um, Are you for uh, forced organ donations? No. Right. Because, you know, if you have a situation Mm -hmm. where, let's say there's a child who needs uh, a new heart because their heart is failing, you know, you wouldn't force another person involuntarily to give that child their heart or one of their kidneys or Mm -hmm. something like that. And you would allow the child to die in that situation to protect the autonomy of another person, even though yeah. that would result in the child's death. And that could have been avoided if they would have just given up one of their kidneys or donated some of their blood.
0: Yeah, but in this situation, you're walking up to the child and shooting them in the head. That's what abortion is. And then saying, well, now we don't need your heart or we don't need your kidney because now that child's dead. It's a difference. It's the, it's, it's well, you you aren't
2: actually shooting the child. I think it, I think it's really important not to uh, equate things that aren't exactly okay. the same in this situation. So, so so to be very clear, let's just and I I want to I want to remove the, the 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 suction abortions from the conversation right now because obviously that's a very violent thing and that happens mm-hmm. later in pregnancies when it's not able to be terminated medically. But let's just talk about medical abortions, for example. Again the medical abortion with the, with the, with the pills is it's detaching the, the, the child from the wall of the uterus and then inducing the child being passed out. Yeah. So it's not, it's not, it's it's not shooting the child in the head. It's removing the child from an environment that it needs to be in to continue to survive. So if I meet a hobo, um,
1: on the street and, uh, you know, let's say I, 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 um, uh, or let's, let's, let's say this, let's say someone drops off a hobo at my house, right? Yeah. You know, and, and it's just like, you have to take care of this hobo and it's against yeah. my will. Um, and they're literally dying of pneumonia or something. Right. And it's freezing outside. Uh, me taking them out of my house and putting them on the street is murder. You are, I'm killing them. Um, I don't think, I think every single person would agree. Um, that isn't me legally taking murder, an action though. Well, me. Well, it's negligence at the very least. It's it's criminal criminal negligence. Um, but you know, me taking an action that mean knowing very well this person is in is literally is going to die by virtue of me making taking this action.
2: Um, is at the very least criminal negligence, and I would so say. does this mean that does this mean that every person who is homeless, all they have to do is just walk into someone's house and if they're starving just start eating from their fridge and if they're freezing get up to their heater and that would solve the problems in our society because the homeowners would not legally be able to remove them without prosecution because that seems like a society that should that lacks a certain degree of rights for individuals property and autonomy
1: yes um i get what you're saying um
2: Uh, angel yeah go ahead i
0: I think i think i think that uh it's it's similar to to me as a as a as a parent as a as a father it would be me taking my daughter and placing her outside and just saying, Here you go, you're on your own now i yeah. think that's 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 what it would you, be the-
2: you signed a social contract by having that child you agreed mm-hmm. to take care of that child, so in a situation I- where there's rape, the woman did not sign that okay. social contract
0: would, okay so, so So would you, would you be willing to say then that the women that chose to, chose to have sex and then as a result were pregnant, you should, would you, would you be willing to say that those women would, should not be able to, to have access to abortion?
2: I I think that if there was a perfect world where you had some way to have the amount of knowledge to differentiate between women who knowingly choose to conceive a child and then abort them versus and and differentiate them perfectly from women that either did not knowingly do it or it was forced upon them, then I think you could make a a good case for some level of negligence at the very least for their behavior. But Mm -hmm. because I don't believe it's possible to differentiate between that and because I don't want to take every woman and put her on trial to try to figure out is this a miscarriage was this a rape were you drunk were you ignorant of how the contraception worked or did you actually know this was going to happen because I don't want to do that to women because I think that human beings do not have the amount of information about other human beings to figure that out perfectly without it being extremely traumatic and extremely erratic um I, I don't think that um that's you know, a valid, a valid thing, because again, in a perfect world, I agree with you, but I don't think that that world exists where you can tell the difference. So thus, in order to protect the women who aren't negligent and protect the women who have had it forced upon them. Um, you have to protect all women in that situation.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cause, cause I mean, if, if that's, so you, you would say, no, you're, you, it should be legal because we don't live in that perfect world where we can make that differentiation.
2: Yeah, and that's, 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 that's the reason why. In the perfect world, I think that your argument has merit. I mean, it makes sense. If you know you're going to be pregnant and you specifically allow that to happen, and then you cause a situation where you have to have a medical procedure to end that pregnancy, which is costing you or the taxpayer or somebody money and is resulting in age what a lot of people think is a child dying mm-hmm. then uh yeah and, and it makes sense that 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 behavior shouldn't be encouraged at the very least and potentially should be prosecuted in some way
0: okay so i don't know if this is even going to make sense but because so you don't even i mean you wouldn't even see a difference between the abortion had by the by the rape victim and the abortion had by the by somebody else that wasn't raped
2: I, I see a difference you, but, if I'm you, God, but as a human being, as a judge, you know, I don't so, it doesn't I even, see a difference.
0: So that's okay. So I would say, I mean, then it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's, it's still wrong to murder the child that was conceived by rape. Uh, I,
2: I say, well, I, I say, I, I think that it is, there's a death happening in both situations. I think the difference is protecting the woman's autonomy as well because again I view it as a situation where okay here's an example so if we had a way to take an 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 embryo or a very young child out of a mother's womb and have it become viable put it on like life support and allow it to continue to gestate to the point where it it is you know a full-grown you know baby that is allowed that is able to kind of survive on its own you know if if we were able to do that then i would say you should do that in all cases like if an 11 year old is raped and you have mm-hmm. the ability to take a a five six week old child out of her womb and and save it then that should be chosen 100 percent of the time over just allowing that okay. that child to die but the thing is we don't have yeah. that ability right now and because yeah. we don't i have a different stance on it
0: okay so so i i kind of i don't know if i, I kind of thought of something that might be like my 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 uh my wife is pregnant right now with with our second child and let's say in the future something tragic happens and my daughter who's 10 years old is my older daughter right now is 10 years old, left with her, her little sibling. And my wife and I die some way, shape, or form. And the only person that can take care of that younger child is my, my daughter. So she's now stuck with this child that she didn't – it wasn't her, her, um, her choice to do so. But it would still be wrong for her to take her younger sibling and to set them outside – or or even just kill them because she's, she's like, I don't, I don't. And I think that's as a, a, a rape is, is, is more tragic than that. But I think it's along the same lines of the, as a, as a Christian. So I've, the way I've heard somebody explain pregnancy, it's, it's a covenant, right? Like you're with this, with, with this child as, as a mother. And, and again, like no matter how that child got to be there, no matter the circumstances, it's still wrong to, to take this child's life. Does does my analogy even make sense? Do you get what I'm trying to say? I would say that,
2: um, okay, in this situation, um, a, a better example would be if your younger child needed an organ or blood transplanted, and then you were looking to prosecute the older child for not Transplanting, Because I think there's a difference between watching over somebody and giving someone your body with potential bodily risk to your body. I think those are two different things. So, like, yes, n- there, there's negligence when it comes to watching over a person. And, there, you know, there's a certain uh, degree of um, assumption of what a person knows is going to result in another person's harm or not. So you could prove that a child knows that taking a young child and leaving it outside, leaving the young child outside is is going to hurt the child. So so they're doing something that that is prosecutable, that is wrong by, by doing that. That is certainly negligence in some degree of of homicide, negligent or more. Um, but I think that that's different than something that involves your own body if if the child that if the younger child needs a transplant and the older child doesn't want to give it i don't see how you can possibly force that to happen and i view pregnancy especially if it's a situation where it is it is um forced upon someone mm-hmm. as basically a uh, you're forcing somebody to use their body and their organs to keep somebody else alive
0: okay and so it would be permissible to take that other person's life because because of that uh, the, it would so w-
2: what is important is that you decouple the, the lives from each other, so you put the the rape victim in a situation where they no longer need to use their body to keep the other person alive so it, it's not that I want or think that the 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 child of of a rape should be killed. And I Mm -hmm. don't think that's the best way morally for that situation to be handled. But because we don't have a way to take a very young uh, fetus out of a womb and keep it alive, thus inadvertently it results in death to protect the autonomy of the mother.
0: okay now i'm trying to i'm trying to think through through the whole argument because again like like i'm saying like it's 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 a human being it's a person and i I don't think Mm -hmm. we use the same line of logic with any other circumstance like like well we
2: would with 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 with, uh transplantation or with with donations
0: but but, okay but but the thing is is that no matter what like the woman is still the woman and the child is still the woman the child like there no at no point in time is the 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 child in the womb, like the, the woman's body is built in such a way that the child in the womb as I mean, like, like my wife is pregnant right now. So I know that pregnancy can be hard, yeah. but like it's built in such a way to to grow this life in the womb. And when this child is born, like the woman is no less a woman, no less herself than before she was pregnant. Because when you're taking, we're talking about taking someone's organ out, like you can point to, yeah, this person lost this part of their body. But when a child is in the womb, the woman's body is built in such a way to where she doesn't become more of a woman by having a child than a and She doesn't become less of a woman because of it either. I
2: mean, that would be the case of the blood transfusion as well. You're just going to produce that blood again, yet we're not going to force someone to donate their blood if we need blood.
0: Yeah, but that's the thing i mean that's
2: but that so that I mean, someone will die if if they, if there is a a natural disaster and a bunch yeah. of people lose their blood yeah. some of them will die if they don't get that blood and that is the direct result of not forcing not forcing people to donate yeah. their blood. and, so, and so, obviously uh, a woman who is pregnant she's donating her blood and many other things to to yeah. that child and
0: I, and I think this is this is the difference i think in, in the view of of you know, the, the relationship between parent and child that we see here, because we could make the same, I mean, the same case could be said about the child that I have running around in my house, you know, like she is taking from what I make every single Mm. day. Right. Like I am, I am giving of my goods and you know, the, the food that I buy, the, the, the clothes that I buy, the, the toys that I buy, she's taking of that. And like, because there's a relationship there's between parent and child. And I can't, and, and that's why I use the word covenant. I mean, and, and I, have, I, go- I have a
2: question for you. I yes, uh, sir. try to see if I can isolate this. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about two different situations here. Let's talk about one situation where a woman is, is raped in a conventional manner. So this child is genetically hers mm-hmm. and it's inside her now. And now let's talk about a situation Again, this is hypothetical and crazy, but I think as a thought experiment, it will give me information. Let's say that a woman is drugged and put under and then forced to um, go uh, through an in vitro fertilization procedure. So they put a child inside her womb that is not her child. Um, It belongs to two other people. Um, do you think that there is a difference in the way that both of those situations should be treated from a legal perspective?
0: I was, I mean, there's they're still both wrong, and I I, I kind of see what you're trying to do, but they're still we're still dealing with a person. That's that's what I'm saying is that we don't. You're talking them. about
2: the bond between the mother and and the child. So you're saying that 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 bond is because there is another human being inside the mother. It doesn't have anything to do with the fact that her genetic material has created half of the child. As long as there is a child inside someone's body, no matter how well, it got there, the person whose body it is it, it has to donate their body to allowing the child to survive to term in all cases, or it's immoral in your view.
0: It would be murder. So yeah, let's, part of it is, yeah, that, that relationship and, and what you were talking about, rape, where the, the child is genetically half the mother's is that that bond between parent and child. But then yes, even, even if we were to go down to the, to what you said, you described there and and we were to kill that child in the womb, that would still be murder. Yes. Right. And so you think that in that case,
2: the the woman would be, should be prosecuted for it. So for instance, if you're, if you're a woman, again, it's crazy situation, but if you're a woman and you're put under and you have a child literally put inside you by somebody else, and then Mm -hmm. you decide, I want this out of here. In your world, that should be something that should be prosecuted, and the woman should face some type of consequence for making that decision.
0: I mean, in my world, that would never happen. Hopefully, of
2: course not. <laughs> all
0: right, but if it were, yes, it would be because we're killing a person. That's what I'm saying. Is, is yeah, it, I, I, it, I'm it.
1: I'm seeing where you're where you're coming from, though, Chris. What you're trying yeah. you're making yeah. a delineation. So let's let's back up here. Would yeah. we all agree that um, you having the ability to save someone, say that need blood, and intentionally refusing to do so is wrong? It, it's is like morally wrong in, in almost every case, just leaving legality out of it, just morally wrong.
2: Um, I I would say that that's a gray area. I can't make a judgment on that. I mean, because again, there's a certain amount of autonomy. And I think, I think you get into some gray areas when you start taking away people's rights from a moral perspective, not from a legal perspective, but from a moral perspective, you t- start, when you start taking away people's rights, you get into the side of utilitarianism that I disagree with. Because while I'm utilitarianism in, in the sense that I think the impact of an action is more important for its moral judgment than the actual action itself, I disagree with the statement that what is best for everybody is always what is the most moral situation. Because for instance, you know, um, if we, uh, crazy example, but something that people talk about, you know, if we killed and ate all the billionaires, would that be better for everybody? It might be, but do I think that people deserve to be killed and eaten because they're rich? I think that violates their rights. And so, um, this is a situation where, you know, I don't want to make a moral judgment on, on someone and say, like, in all cases, they should be morally obligated to donate something of their uh, own being to save or protect or help somebody else. Because I think once you cross that bridge, then you end up in a situation where you can justify but pretty much anything to force anybody to do anything to make no, somebody I, else. Fly I agree better. with
1: that. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, but I, but I think there is a difference, and I think I, I see again. I see what you're saying here, right? Like the there's a difference between something being right and something being that's you should be prosecuted for, and and I agree with that. I think there's scripture has a very clear delineation of those things, right? You you can't be prosecuted for uh, telling your your you know friend a white lie, even though it it's wrong, right? And you shouldn't be prosecuted for that because that's ridiculous. Um, right. But um, I think and, and I agree that there it, it, it can be tricky when we talk about these things. But we also have to consider the the fact that just looking at it in, in pure statistics sense, um, you know, I just saw statistics the other the, the other day that basically, you know, showed like the reasons people gave for why they're getting an abortion and mm-hmm. uh, m- almost
2: all of it is just pure convenience. Um. That's what most well, people say. Th- there's. It's. It's about them not being in a socio economic position to have a child in their. No, field. that's only about like fifteen percent. Um, See what I, of the I again the statistic I I looked up several mm-hmm. ones before this yeah, conversation and obviously there's and, different ones and there's different ones out there and what I came out with was you know. Over twenty percent said it was purely economic reasons, and over twenty percent said they didn't feel like they were personally ready to raise a child. So, right, sure, it's it's not like this will inconvenience me. It, it, a lot of them were, "This is going to be an economic hardship towards me. This is going to impact my." Um, Which honestly, personhood. I would, I would, and and again, just, and this is
1: partially from our personal experience out at abortion clinics. Um, I, I would, and and from a lot of. Uh, other people's experience out at abortion clinics that we've uh, most of the people who would say you know economic hardship is the reason I'm doing this The the they could very well raise this child if they actually you know sold their really expensive car and you know actually so, did the work to like not live a ridiculously expensive lifestyle uh, to
2: so do this 75% of women who have mm-hmm. abortions are at or below the, the poverty line or low-income bracket
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, in the United States. And that is very disproportionate. Obviously, three-quarters yeah. of people aren't in poverty in the United States. It's more like 10 or 20%. Right. But 75%, and that's why there's disproportionate mem- numbers of, of immigrants and disproportionate numbers of people of, of races other than white that have abortions is because yeah. of that link to classism and poverty. So, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things that is really central to people's decisions to having abortions is their economic status.
0: Mm-hmm. But the would you would you still see that economic status as a, as a good reason to get an abortion though?
2: I think that it's important when you're talking about re- reducing abortions um, because it definitely shows that reducing poverty is going to result in reducing abortions um but again that's coming from the perspective of morally what i'm trying to do is mm-hmm. kill as less as few babies as possible like that's that's my goal yeah. and, morally. And when i see something bad happening i want it to to not happen i for, i don't care sure. about justice yeah. you know for me justice is preventing it from happening. You know, if you're somebody, and that's that's not, that's
1: not biblical justice. That's not what the Bible says. Justice is. So if you're,
2: if you're someone who, for example, um, God forbid, if somebody killed somebody very close to you and you had a choice and your choice was this, that person goes to jail and another person is murdered by somebody else and somebody else loses a loved one or that person doesn't go to jail and that other person is saved, what would you choose? I wouldn't
1: choose anything because that's not a situation that would like ever happen. But if it did... I don't like choosing situations. I don't see
2: see any real situation. That is an extremely relevant situation. In in what way? The reason why it's relevant is because the way that we structure our society... Does result in the increase or the decrease of crimes and immoral things happening.
0: Um,
2: So, because of that, you know, you have your actions and the laws that you are either for or against will result in either an increase or a decrease in certain behaviors and certain results in our society. And so, if you're focusing on just getting justice in the sense that you want people who've done something wrong, either to you or somebody else uh, prosecuted because you think that that is just and right. That, that somebody who does something wrong has to have some type of consequence. You know, you, you, you are then faced with a situation where you potentially could make a, a, a deci- you could have a decision where you go down one road, it results in less harm and that, thing happening less and you go down the other road and it results in that thing happening more but there is justice and you can boil that down to a specific situation morally it's like making that decision of what do i care more about do i care more about justice or do i care more about preventing this from happening to somebody else yeah okay. I, I just still
1: think real quick i just don't think that is that is a factor we should consider um, because, and, I, and this is the reason why, because one, uh, what is right is right and it will always be right. And that that's, that's how God himself, it reveals in scripture to treat morality, right? If something is right, it's right. If something is not right, it's not right. No matter the consequences for not doing it, doing it, whatever it is. Two... There are so many factors that come into play as to whether or not some something, uh, a specific action right, on your part is going to increase or de- decrease harm. I, we as humans, and, and I, I know you've said this before in this podcast, right? We as humans don't have the capacity to truly understand the ramifications um or at least you know you were you were using that that argument as to like you know we, we can't be judge
2: in a lot of these there's cases there's a difference between being judged and deciding if you're be, I mean for example right, right, but what like I'm, if but, you choose to recycle or not you know yeah. that's going to have an effect yeah. right but what
1: what i'm saying is we as humans in the same way you said we as humans don't have capacity to really to to have the knowledge necessary to make right decisions in certain circumstances i'm saying the same thing and so what we do as humans, or what we should do as humans, right, is be remaining in the image of God. We have a God who has determined what is good and what is not good based on his own character. And so our job as humans is to do what God says is good, even if we as people think that our actions, if we do that, are going to end up having more harm or not, right? Um. That, that's us basically saying, God, you're wrong. If you say, Ah, uh, murder is always wrong, and this is what should happen to murderers. We don't, but, 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 God, didn't you see all of these statistics as to what happens when mm-hmm. you this, that, or the other thing? Right, like this can create more harm. At the end of the day, what we're basically saying is we don't, you know, God, you're you're wrong. You, we don't trust that your morality that but, you've that, set. That
2: argument, you would know, hold water if it literally if if God appeared to all of us and said. All people, all women who get an abortion should be prosecuted. And then I would say, well, questioning God, yes, in that situation. I mean, God says all people who sense. murder another human being should be prosecuted.
1: And, and that no, and like, I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't even go that far to, to, to say that I, I, do. I, I didn't say kill. I said murder. Right. And that's yeah. the intentional yeah. taking of a human yeah, innocent, yeah, yeah. innocent human life.
2: But right. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go that far either. Like I, I know that there's the Old Testament law on that, but I, I wouldn't say that the New Testament demands that Christians go out and um re- have enact retributive justice on the nope, world. No, of course Christians,
1: not. No, they no. should be prosecuted, right? <laughs> they should have a trial. Um, and and there are, even in the Old Testament, there's all sorts of circumstances where someone maybe has killed someone else, has murdered someone else. And they don't get the death penalty. there's all sorts of situations where where that is definitely true but but the 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 point here is murder should be illegal it should not be legal right that's yeah, that's I, the i, I don't
2: the, i don't believe that the New testament dictates what the laws should be i don't see anything in the New testament that seeks to form a theocracy paul
1: paul himself said, if i have done anything wrong i do not uh i do not uh what was it it's
0: i do not yeah if
1: i did anything worthy of death i do not uh I can't even remember the word I'm trying to think of right now. I don't um, complain or whatever, right? I, I'm not going to complain about if you, if you want to um, put me to death. And he's speaking of Rome, which is n- not necessarily the most nice government in the world, right? He was saying, like, if I've done something worthy of death, then I'm not going to complain. Then
2: kill me. Um, and, and so yeah, there's a difference, though, between an action being worthy of death and Christians being commanded to actually enact that death. Yeah, well, no, that's
0: not what we're saying. We're saying yeah. that the the government, the civil government, is is God's. Yeah, exactly. The Bible says God's servant to bring about justice, and as yeah. such, should prosecute. Does it? Does it say that Romans it said, thirteen? Yeah, yeah, Romans. Yeah. Let every person be governed, to, uh, be subject to the governing authorities, for there's no authority except from God, and those that exist by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval, for he is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain, for he is a servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on, on the wrongdoer. So he carries a sword of, of, of God's wrath, which, I mean, you use a sword to Kill people. Yeah, see, I would, I would
2: have a lot of difficulty, you know, applying that passage to the situation just because of the amount of governments that clearly are not doing God's will. Yeah, no, and, and, not. and we agree, sorry. and we totally agree, right? And and yeah. and so obviously, and, and this is the thing, this is the important
1: part of all of this, right? That that passage, and a lot of people get this wrong, even people who would agree that abortion should be. Um, you know, should be illegal, and I agree, uh, disagree with a lot of the applications that they take this this passage to mean, but there, uh, Romans 13 is indirectly in context with what does, if, if, if the government is God's servant, then they have to do God's will, and so what is God's will? Well, what do we know about God's will in terms of law? I don't know, we have, like, an entire law code that he made.
2: I guess that's probably the standard, right? Well, again, are you talking about the Old Testament though when you're talking yes. about a law? No, code? for sure. Yeah, see, and see, that's that's a covenant that is no longer ours. Yeah, house.
1: see, that's what everyone says, but there's a <laughs> uh, yeah the 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 thing about the New Testament is when you actually pay attention to what's happening in the New Testament, um, constantly, Jesus and the and, and the apostles assume the Old Testament is still continuous. They make specific points about what isn't. It doesn't continue, but they, there's constant references to many of the laws in the Old Testament as being currently abiding. Jesus, specifically, when he was talking to the woman who was caught in adultery, um, the, the whole situation there was not about Jesus saying, we can't stone people for adultery. He was saying, this trial is rigged. You have brought the woman here. The man should also be here. If this was actually adultery, then we need a, then There One, this shouldn't be a vindictive, like retributive words we're just going to stone these people in the street without a trial which is what it was and also there needs to be there's two parties in in this whole case and this was it was literally jesus saying this trial is rigged uh the law is not being upheld and so take throw the throw the court case that was literally what was happening and and you you constantly see that throughout the new testament this continuous nature of the old covenant in so far as it's not abrogated specifically by the New Testament. And there are cases where it is, right? So obviously we don't do the sacrificial system anymore. Why? Not because we, God just got rid of it, but because Jesus is our once and for all sacrifice. And so it doesn't make any sense to continue doing the sacrifices. There's always a, a, con- a continuous nature. Um, technically, and, and, and this is something you can say, uh, every law in the Old Testament is currently abiding. It, it, the, the only difference is some of them are a once and for all fulfilled in Christ and no longer have any particular like, earthly fulfillment because they're already fulfilled completely and fully. So there's no need for sacrifices anymore. There's no need for ceremonial law anymore, but only because of what Christ did. Christ didn't come and say, all right, guys, murder's okay. I took all the sin, so you, you, can, you can murder now. He said, I took all the sin, so now you don't have to face the consequences of hell for your sin. Um, but constantly he reaffirms the government's role
2: in prosecuting crimes yeah um, but again i think that there is a separation there between the the order and authority of of the government and god's law for man i don't think that they're the same thing because first of all the, so you've, the you've oldest, just gone back
1: on the argument you just made though you didn't didn't you say romans you know romans 13 where we're talking about like well the governments don't go do don't
2: do god's will so that was one of the reasons why i i don't I well, which one with that, is it but that's, right but i don't see them as as i think there's multiple reasons why I do, and i don't okay. see them as conflicting with each other, but also like again, the old covenant is first of all that's something that is for Jews, and not everyone is a jew, so that's one thing that I think separates it out um and i think and there's then, a lot of evidence that is in direct conflict to what to that statement i don't and, think that's and then true. the 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 other reason why is I think there are a lot of laws that are in the Old Testament and the Old Covenant that um, haven't been overwritten by the New Testament specifically and the New Covenant specifically, but still would be not make any sense or be ridiculous to apply Today, like for example, like wearing a clothing made out of mixed fabrics, like there's no law in the New Testament that specifically said that's okay now. But it's like, are you gonna stone somebody for doing that now? Well, technically there is, and it's the Book of Hebrews. The Book of Hebrews specifically
1: goes into uh, the the fact that Jesus has fulfilled the priestly roles. All of the the ceremonial and uh, sacrificial laws have been have been abrogated in Christ because Christ Himself makes us clean to come before the Holy of Holies, and so. It, there, there's already stuff. There, there's stuff in there. Every every single thing that we don't do anymore as Christians is has has specific scripture passages that we point to for why we don't do those. A lot of people just don't pay it. They they just kind of do it by tradition that Christians don't do this. Um, but there it's actually there. Like there's a reason why Christians don't do those specific things. But still, we know that murder is wrong. Um, and we just don't we we attend to peace peace piecemeal ignore certain laws that we don't necessarily care about too much but that's because we haven't done the study onto what has actually been abrogated one hasn't we
2: just kind of take it see i would have to look up everyone specifically and and look into that because it's obviously hundreds if not thousands yeah and there's a lot of of situations obviously yeah um Um, but you know i would just work off the assumption because there's so many that they can't all possibly have been negated out specifically but again, right. I could be wrong. I just think it's highly unlikely. But I will again, research it. Again, to...
1: maybe not directly, but there's always a passage you can point to
2: and say, "Yeah, well, see, obviously I, I worry Jesus fulfilled this." Whenever, whenever you get to indirect and like, then you, you get into human subjectivity when, when you're uh, now an- an- analyzing it. Well, and but that, there's that, there's think...
1: three very specific categories in the law, and it's ceremonial, sacrificial, and moral. Uh, and those have their particular uses and and uh, strictures in the Old Testament, and the only one that and that wasn't abrogated specifically, you know, by something that Jesus did was the Moral Law. Um, and and anyway, that's that's my argument, right? Is
2: yeah, and I, I still think again, this is difficult because because um, the examples that I've seen of things in the Moral Law that don't make sense to be applicable based on the New Testament or based on current Christian interpretation. Now um, I, I don't have the exact specific examples, unfortunately to bring up, but they do, there are, there is a reason why I think this it isn't because I'm assuming it like there are specific things, even in the moral law that I don't believe um, were uh, I I think we're just blanket removed because of the new covenant, not because of specific um, things. But again, I, I can't unfortunately bring up the exact examples um, because they're too specific and how do we get yeah, on I didn't this topic them. Uh, well, <laughs> how did we get yeah, here we just kind of <laughs> just took a rabbit trail <laughs> angel say this uh, well did the, the angel like you, you like the argument angel you you believe in the argument that you know it's all about the or- the god-ordained government um having moral laws and that all o- that always trumps you know the the results it, it, you know and, and then it, yes. i think Kill of you made, made the argument that you know, it, when you're talking about results, you're talking about human analysis, which can be right. flawed, sure, as sure. opposed to a direction from from yeah, God yeah. that is specific. Mm-hmm. And I'm just yeah. been pushing and, back against the reasons why both of you think yeah. those things based on gonna, scripture.
0: Yeah, I, I was I was gonna say something way back, um, to to the point that you're trying to make, Chris. You know, to where you're saying, correct me if I'm wrong, right? Like if if the the effect that we have because i, I think you got brought up about you know if, if we prosecute the person put them in jail and, it, and someone else dies as a result like which one w- i guess which one would yeah. you want to have well, which one would you rather have
2: well yeah i mean i would definitely i i first of all am not for um retributive justice to begin with like i'm i i think that just justice should be about rehabilitation. Like if somebody's done something wrong, and you're able to correct that behavior, then I think that that should be the goal of of the law: is creating a situation where you can rehab the person from what they've done wrong and reintegrate them into society to to be a better person. I, yeah. I don't think that it should what, just be about coming you... up with consequences that match the crimes. Right, and and eye, that's and that's what's what's funny
1: is that's actually what the law of god does um right in, in almost every single circumstance right like so theft for example you pay back what you stole uh and if you can't pay it back you work for the person who
2: you stole from to, to, so that you can pay it back um right in that will, yeah see i i disagree with that like you know I, I think that it would make more sense to figure out why the person stole in the first place and then address those concerns like, so again, nothing how this... gets
0: yeah no, and no, so that's yeah, so, so that's yeah. So so I guess the point, the point that I was going to make at the beginning was, so, so Chris, like if, if I could prove without a, sh- and I've, this might be a little, I don't know what I, I'm just going to say, right? Like if I could yeah, prove, yeah. if I could say, okay, down the line, 20 years from now, Chris is going to kill somebody. He's going to kill two people. If I kill him now. Was,
2: was that? That's like my minority, They're minority. The exactly. Minority. Yeah. Exactly.
1: <laughs> It's continue. a TV show where basically you can, you can figure that out. Like there's a computer software yeah, that okay. like, predicts yeah. whether or not someone's going to commit a crime yeah. in the future. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, continue. continue.
0: Would it continue. be, I mean, would it, would it, by that line of logic, because I'm going to save two lives in the future by killing you today. Would it, should I therefore kill you?
2: That's exactly why I don't believe in retributive justice. I would try to re- rehabilitate myself. But <laughs> <laughs> i would try to i would try to remove whatever circumstance caused me to kill those people i wouldn't just remove myself what if i couldn't
0: what if we challenge. couldn't remove those other circumstances
1: yeah i think i think That's actually probably- what's happening here though chris is you're you're functioning on the base the kind of base assumption that people and and I'm I'm not necessarily – you can say whether or not you actually believe this, but the Mm -hmm. base assumption that I can see that would actually make that a possible solution to all crimes, right, is if
2: you believe that man is basically good, right, which I don't believe and I don't think scripture says. That's um, one of the core – That's one of the core disagreements that come down to whenever you take a a big hot button divisive political issue like abortion, you always end up finding out that the people on one side of the debate think a different thing about that than the people on the other. And of course, for me, it's not that I think that people are good. It's that Mm. I don't necessarily believe in good and evil as binary concepts. I view it as there's negative actions and positive actions, and that's how it's divided. And oh, some okay. people do negative things, some people do positive things, and everybody's a mixed bag of those things. And I do I do agree with the concept of the fallen state and sin nature, but I, I would say that that just means that it opens up the door for people to make bad decisions that hurt people. It doesn't make people inherently in a position to always make the wrong decision.
0: Yeah, and
1: that's not necessarily what the doctrine of original sin is either. Um, right. It's there there's plenty of people who can be civilly righteous, right? They can do all the right things even though they're doing it for the wrong reasons and and mm-hmm. they're sinning by doing them still, right? You know, whatever. Um but I, I think yeah, that see, the, the, I, I
2: disagree with that. And I know you, know. you. yeah.
1: The the yeah. point I'm making here is because of the way God's Word is set up, the law, it, it's set up specifically because man is fallen and it it does rehabilitate but it rehabilitates through getting people to understand one they did something wrong and they have to pay it they ha- there has to be a consequence for that there has to be a like uh a a restoring of what was wronged right and so you have a situation like someone was stolen from that person has to pay it back not just so that they can understand that what they did was wrong but also so that they can re-enter the community after it's been paid back and no one should no one can say you you still did this bad thing because it's done it's over with he's paid it back like he is completely restored back to the community in the same capacity he was before before he did the bad thing um right but it's like how do you apply that to an abortion. Exactly. And that's what I was going to say is that yeah. that is what God's law does except when it is impossible, right? It is impossible mm-hmm. to restore someone to a community if they have murdered someone because the pa- what's the the payment for that? You've taken a life, right? You have forfeited your own then. That's the only payment you could offer that would actually be worth it. And and so obviously the person you know say say this person I'm sorry say this person did get prosecuted right and mm-hmm. um in God's law there was uh many opportunities for leniency right specifically on the part of the the wrong individual say say the per a person got murdered their their wife right they they are in absolute p- a place to say please offer him leniency like he I don't want him to die he shouldn't die and that is an amazing thing that did happen most of the time, honestly, in Old Testament law is people like, even though it says, you know, this is the penalty for this crime. Um, given what we have, like as a record in scripture, it, it looks like it was very rare that it was actually carried out that someone actually like legit was executed for this crime. Um, because of the, the way that the law was set up in such a way that the prosecution itself was the important part. Right. It was the part that they had to be brought to justice. They had to be face to face with God in the sense of they knew that they did something wrong. The whole community knows that they did something wrong and they have to be restored somehow. And that can that restoration in the case of murder can be and in and, and some cases will be th- this person is unrepentant and there is no leniency offered. They have to they have to die for this crime because that's the only way to re- kind of restore the community as a whole. Um, but in a lot of cases, the process itself was a, a an act of um, bringing this person to a knowledge of what they did, restoration in the community because they understand the horrid nature of what they did. And then were offered leniency and forgiveness by the person who they wronged, you know, indirectly, you know, who they, they murdered a, a wife or whatever, you know, of this person. And that was actually what happened most of the time is the, the process of justice itself was the thing that restored them to the community. Just and just to, to specifically target your point, right? To just say, what we're going to do about this thing, like this person murdered someone, what we're going to do is we're going to give them things. That doesn't solve the issue. That doesn't get to the heart of the person and and help them to see what they did was wrong, Um, right? It, it All it does is it honestly, and you know, obviously in some cases, I, I know that there's definitely some cases where a person... Did something desperate out of a desperate situation, but even then, there's leniency in the law for those people anyway. in In the Old Testament law, because God knows what He's doing, right? And and in the case of an unrepentant murderer, they're they're the people who die, um. Right? An unrepentant murderer, no one is offering them leniency because of there's no leniency to be offered. This person, this person needs to be removed from the community because they're going to do it again. Um, the the specific you know point of we're not going to address what they did. We're just going to address the situation that led them to it. Will in a lot of cases enable the person to do it again. Um, Because now they're in a position where they haven't been face to face with God in, in, in the sin. And there was no forgiveness offered because there was no one has said there's anything wrong that happened. Right. Um, Not really not, not like concretely. By, by justice, by the standards of justice, by being brought to trial, by being brought to task, shown the folly that they committed and why it was wrong, as opposed to just saying, ah, oh, you did something wrong, but it was probably for this reason, that reason, the other reason. Let's, let's, let's fix that problem. It, it, it doesn't get to the root heart issue of man. And that's ultimately See, what com-
2: the law does. I, I do completely disagree with. And that. I know I you don't. Do. I don't <laughs> believe someone who is having an abortion is evil and is doing it for malicious purposes. And they they might even know that it's a negative thing or uh, you know a, a wrong thing, kind of ha- as as you would. You've interpret obviously it. never been they to an they, abortion they, clinic. They <laughs> just they just feel like they don't have a yeah, choice. That's to, that's not Chris, what they do. And
1: that's really not the, the experience under that trial. we have, Chris, it, Yeah, that's I, I would, just not would, true.
0: Would, yeah. I, I was. Have you ever been? Maybe this. Have you ever been to an abortion clinic? Ah uh, no, I've not been to an abortion clinic. I would. Uh, that I mean, if you were to to spend just twenty minutes, I, I think your your the argument that you're making would be proven wrong.
1: So many people legitimately looked us in the face and said, "I know what I'm doing is murder. I want to murder my child," and laughed at us. Like in
2: legit those exact words. Yeah. See, I, I I would have a very difficult time believing that that is the majority of people or even a significant percentage. <laughs> I don't doubt that that has happened, uh, but no. I think that that situation is something that's overrepresented because of the way that you're interfacing with the situation. And I don't know how to prove that, but I will find ways to, to support. Yeah, and so I'm the thing is, well,
1: I- the way we're interfacing with the situation is we're offering to give them money. Uh, we're saying, we'll take care of everything that you could have ever, ever want. We will pay for diapers the rest of your life. Just please don't murder your child. And then they say that exact thing and laugh in our face. Yeah. But you're um, saying
2: that's, that's a significant yes, percentage of people. Yes,
1: absolutely. I mean, <laughs> and, and, and this is not just from our like personal anecdotal yeah. experience. This is like, you know, we're part of a, a the, we, we know a yeah. lot of churches who do this exact ministry in the exact same way. And they constantly and consistently get the same message.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, I would say yeah for because I have never spoken to somebody that had I personally have never spoken to somebody that that has chosen to not go through with the abortion when we have offered to even adopt the child or I mean at, at the specific place that we go to there's a place right across the street that will will help them with every single need and when pointed to in the direction of You're that free. place no one and I and I at this point I would have to say I I probably Seeing hundreds of women do this when given the opportunity to do so, no one has taken, taken that offer. And, and again, that's, right. that's, that's just me,
2: right? They, 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 I mean, you're not, you're not offering to take the pregnancy away from them. You're, you're offering- to- Right. But what does that show us though, Chris? It, it shows us that, that
1: yeah. what, they, what they care about isn't the money, isn't the economic hardship, yeah. It's it's either but they're disgusted by this thing or they are the
2: thing that's that that which is wrong. wrong, Right. The reason why I'm having a difficulty with this is because it doesn't make sense based on the statistics of the types of people who get abortions. And it Uh might have to do with the areas that you are in. I'm not sure. Again, I, I being presented with new information here. So I'm trying to figure out, you know, what's going on here. But it's like, you know, I know statistically that people who have abortions are people that are impoverished it's yeah so, so that doesn't make a lot of sense there that they're doing it because they just want to do that or because they're right, being right. And, and it wouldn't make sense to, it wouldn't make sense to us either
1: unless yeah. they we sh- saw it firsthand right and yeah unless, I,
2: yeah the, your and experience that, is definitely valid and i i think that um it's i'm glad i'm being presented with this information because obviously i haven't done interfaced with this in this way. Um, but you know, I I I think that there's I think that you're oversimplifying the situation. That is my gut feeling that it's a situation where they're being affronted by what you're doing and they're having a reaction that is a a defense mechanism. And it's not they they don't truly believe that you can help them. That I, I think if they if they actually thought that you were going to make their lives better i don't think they would be having this response so, but so I, I understand the issue why. though too though is so so just to point out another thing so so you know we
1: the way that we would do it for example is probably yeah, a little bit more abrasive than maybe other people would do it right we yeah. we do like we talk about it as if it's murder right we we want to be clear about like yeah. what's happening but but catholics all the time are constantly outside abortion clinics doing it in probably the way that the people who you know, they, they just are doing it because of economic hardship. They're doing the same thing. They're saying here are resources. It's all free. There's a free clinic right there. We'll offer to help you. They still reject those people because it's not about the money for them. It's about hatred for this child because that's the way that's, that's why people
2: murder is because they hate someone. Yeah. I There's, I could not disagree with that more. And again, like I, I, I I would like to, in my life get, more information about this situation to kind of like back up my gut feeling because again like my gut feeling is telling me like that shooting somebody in the head and finding out that you're you're a 20 year old and you and you're in college and you find out that you're pregnant and you take a pill there's no way i can equate those things morally and and There's the thing no the, so, so the issue is, though <laughs> the issue though with that is you're you're presenting
1: it as if this person is not really understanding what they're doing and and that's no, they just know not, what
2: they're doing they know what they're they know that they're right that, so they know saying. that
1: they're murdering a child so
2: like i, that I the don't know this is dying they know that it's not so gonna be born i i don't see it i see i, I
1: see that it's worse chris how, how is that not worse than, than shooting and say, say someone, you just, this person is a scumbag, right? You hate their guts. They've done horrible things to you. And you're just like, it's time. I'm just going to kill this person. That is less bad in, in, in my book and I, I, I would argue to say God's book than the intentional burning alive of a human child inside your own womb. How
2: is that well, not it's, worse? It's not necessarily intentionally lighting it on fire. um. D- how is it not? That, that's, a, that, that's a little, but that's a little bit too far of a, of an analogy. That's there, that's what's know? happening. Okay. You're you're burning the child alive. I mean, the the, the child is being detached from the uterus. Okay. And, well, in some in, in some, uh, sorry, I'm I'm specifically what, referring to certain happening.
1: chemical abortions. Okay.
2: Um, and that's fine in yeah, that situation. Sorry. Yeah. 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 That's 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 fair in that situation. It's just not the majority of situations. Okay. Um. Again, because I I think that if you put yourselves if you put yourself in the shoes of uh, of a teenager or an impoverished woman, maybe say a single mother with three children um, who has just found out that she ha- is pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thoughts that are going through her head are, how am I going to take care of this child? You know, uh, how am I, how, how is this going to affect my life? And what is the child's quality of life going to be? Um, you know, making that decision to, to end that pregnancy, you know, is is not I don't see it being born as hatred out of hatred for the child. I, I see it as being born as not wanting the child to to suffer. You know, I, I understand except, that, except you except I <laughs> that, that Christian charities, you know, want to reduce abortions by increasing adoptions and increasing support for 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 single mothers and the like. And I understand that, they, you know, that's that's one of their approaches. But you know, we do know and a lot of people have this a lot of people, a lot of women who are pregnant do believe, and I think they're correct to believe this, that adoption is not a perfect thing. And the foster care system certainly isn't a perfect thing either. Oh, and certainly I know not. No, people, and I, I I know there are yeah. women who too specifically are pro-choice because they think that having an abortion is morally more justifiable than putting their child in the foster care system where that child is more likely than not going to be abused yeah i mm-hmm. mean that's that's not a situation yeah. that
1: we as human beings can make we don't have the right to do that we, we yeah. don't get to say i i'm gonna right, i'm gonna I'm, murder I'm not you that,
2: i'm not saying that it, it you know I'm, I'm not saying that we should or should not have the right
1: no, and, and again, I understand um, the I reason that it, it's just a it, bad it,
2: reasoning, and and it, can't, it doesn't it doesn't indicate maliciousness. It doesn't. Indicate I, I think hatred. it. I think it, it indicates that it's coming
1: someone out someone lying to themselves.
2: I think it well, indicates someone lying to themselves about the reasons why, why they're doing it. They 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 might be having correct information. You can make the argument that they're incorrect in thinking that the child is going to be abused in foster care. But yeah. If they truly believe that their child is going to be abused for their whole life in foster care and they are deciding to to have an abortion because they don't want that to happen okay. that is not maliciousness on their part
0: so so would you use that same line of logic to the woman that went through with the pregnancy now the child is is born and now she's because she with with the intent of placing this child up for adoption or in the foster care system and then she realizes at that moment she finds a booklet or whatever talking about the dangers of the foster care system, and she realizes, oh, my goodness, I'm putting my child into this horrible system. Will she be justified in killing that child that's that's sitting there next to her?
2: I think that in that situation, the child's life is no longer dependent on her okay. giving up her body. So you no longer- But it She's is dependent, dependent longer, on her. She can just walk away. She can just walk away and it would still die. That's she. It's still dependent on her this, yeah, is, the, this not, is the issue not, there's the, a difference, there is a difference between negligence when it doesn't involve your body and negligence when it does, as I've talked about before. Like I believe that you know you, you can't just take your elderly parent who has dementia and put them outside and leave them to die in the snow, but you know you're not required to give them your kidney like you yeah. know those are two different so, things so that once the child has reached a point of viability and can survive outside the womb or is outside the womb it's a different situation when it comes to the how you would deal with the murder of that
0: child but but the the, the reason i bring that up is specifically dealing with what you were saying about the maliciousness of the woman that that says i'm going to get an abortion because i don't want my child to grow up in the foster care system and you would say that in the situation where she gets the abortion because because she thinks that this child's going to grow up in a in in an adverse environment live a horrible life if she were to go through with this pregnancy, that for her to do that, it's not malicious. But you would say that if she were to do that one minute after that child is born and sitting on her chest and uh, on her, uh, she's carrying that child now in her arms, if she were to kill that child for the very same reason, would that be, would that be justified just as if she were to have done it two or, minutes you know, before? Even
1: just specifically, would that be malicious? Yeah, would that be malicious? Or not. Inherently, because that's kind of the argument you're making. Yeah, right. That's, like, that's
0: specifically what I was. It can't uh, be malicious. I think, because... I think
2: that I think that it's a it's a it. I I think that it would be malicious, but I if if the child is already alive to mercy kill the child in that situation, but I don't believe that um, that type of situation should be handled legally differently or i believe it should be handled legally differently um because of a just lot because of she's outside of her body basically yeah. Vi- a point of viability yeah because it's like i understand yeah this is this is very it's very difficult for me to to kind of explain this because first of all i never thought of this specific situation before um so yeah i I think that it comes down to, I think that there's just a different feeling in a person's heart when they are killing a viable child and when they are aborting a, a child. That's that. I think only- I think a lot of women would disagree with you because I think
1: a lot of women who have been pregnant know, like they they, they immediately have an attachment to that child. They yeah, immediately. Like, it, it's, it's biological in them to have this emotional attachment to them. And for, for them to specifically kill them, they, there has to be hatred there because of the literal biological, like, thing that happens when a woman is pregnant. Like, they know that it's a child. They know that they're carrying it. They know that they have a responsibility to it. And for them to intentionally, knowing the situation, which I, I, I can't believe someone in this day and age doesn't know. At le- even whether or not they're lying to themselves about it, doesn't know what's happening. Um, th- it has to be malicious in some capacity because they know they have to
2: know. Yeah. See, I, I just again, it's just really difficult for me to, to assume that such a high percentage of people, or an important percentage of people, feel that way, like. Because, again, one out of four women in the United States will have an abortion before age 45. Yeah. Somewhere between one out of three and one out of four yeah, based on your what, or one out of five, and one out of four, I should say. It's like in the early 20 percent. Um,
0: for, for me, ultimately, man, this is no different than than the person that does the drive by shooting and says well, I'm doing but it. That's not
2: 20. You. That's not 25 percent of people. But that's it, but not it, but, twenty to twenty five percent of people I, I don't believe that yeah, one fourth of people would maliciously kill somebody else i I think that in order to, to to kill another person, you have to be in a very desperate situation you don't.
1: Or you have to have <laughs> you a don't. lot
0: of mental you know, no so this bro,
2: this is the wow. issue though Chris. The reason that's, why it's
1: so easy for people is because our society has made it easy for them
0: yes that's right that's, that's, that's the, actually... it's
1: it's enabling people to live out there, to literally like sacrifice their child on the altar of sexual that's that's you know so that they can um, continue having sex whenever they want so that in a lot of in most cases
2: that's what it is. not everyone has autonomy over when they can have sex i mean some people do but not everybody does that's why that's where why most people who have abortions do Right, but that was the reason why abortion was legalized in the first place internationally. The United States is a is a rare case because the United States legalized abortion pretty late um in the as like the 1970s. Um m- most European countries legalized abortion in the 1920s and 1930s. And so in the United States it was tied to um the uh, second wave feminism feminism yep. Yep. in other countries it was tied to um women's rights and the the right to vote and suffrage and uh various things about uh, uh, financial autonomy and mm-hmm. so you know the, the the main push behind legalizing abortion in britain in the 1920s for example um was to deal with marital rape so situations where women did not want to have a child and the man did or simply wanted to have sex and the woman didn't and women wanted to have a way to deal with that situation um, and that was one of the main arguments for legalizing abortion in Great Britain was to, to for women who were being raped or forced to have a child um, and, and you, mean, you know man- I,
1: I, I can grant that maybe like the the political impetus for that happening was that but the what we are seeing in our society is not people who are are getting raped and and need to, you know, because they whatever the situation is, we're seeing an incredible amount of people who have an abortion because they want to continue having sex and no, not have children. But
2: the amount of abortions every year is decreasing, though. Like every year there are less and less abortions mm-hmm. in the United States. Um. Now we're well under a million abortions a year after it was for many years over that. And again, the reason why is simply that people have better access to birth control. And it does appear that people are actually having sex less.
1: And uh, and most of that birth control is still abort efficient. And those statistics don't get... Uh, uh, I don't know if...
2: Uh,
1: it, a significant portion of the birth control that's used is still abort efficient, still killing the child. And we just don't factor that into the yeah. statistics because it makes us feel better.
2: Um, right. I mean, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of birth control that, that isn't. Though. I wouldn't say no, the majority of it is. A yeah, significant think. portion is why I corrected sure. myself. Yeah. Sure. Um,
1: right. And, and this, is the, this is what I'm pointing to, though, Chris, is this is not a economic, women's rights, whatever issue. Um, the, the actual statistics, it is when it
2: comes down to,
1: no, no, what I'm saying is why America is doing it, right? Like why, why is this an issue? It's because people hate children. No,
2: no, 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 no. I completely disagree with that. (laughs) I completely disagree with that because again, it's, it comes, it goes along the lines of people's economic status. It doesn't go along. They they want, they they
1: want to live in a situation where they don't have to provide for children because children are a drain on their money. Chris, that's what's happening in our society. Like that—that that is the reason why people get abortions. That's the reason why they take birth control. That's the reason why they do all of these things. Is because they—they they want to live a life, not dependent. That where where children don't—they don't have to be giving children their money. They want to live their own life and and whatever. The the issue is the way God has set up our world. Um, you, you're gonna you have sex, you're gonna eventually have a child. That you know in most cases. And so you can't get away from that and, and killing the children so you can continue having sex and living the life you want to with your expensive cars or whatever it is, or even just a life that's relatively- we We're
2: talking about people who are below the poverty line here. To, to say- uh, again, poverty, line poverty, line? poverty line in America? Poverty
1: line in America? There's Someone a difference between people- $12,000 a
2: year does not have an expensive car. No, I, I, I understand of... that. I understand that. Uh, they're doing it because they're having difficulty feeding the kids that they have. Yeah, you know, yeah. There's a million and, kids and that are starving in America yes, right now. For sure, for sure. I, I think that the, the way that you're painting these people is just a little bit. Uh, it's a little bit too dark. The, like you know, the, I'm, these, I'm painting. These, a these are real. It's Dude, not that they want.
1: Children it. are being murdered. I, yes, I like, that's, and that's I, dark I enough, that, and I
2: do want to decrease it. But the thing is, there I, I separate the children that are dying from the women that are having abortions i don't i don't and, and when, you do that, when you do that when you do that you children dying and then use that emotion to lash out or characterize it's, it's, the women. it's not emotional dude it's it's not about emotion at all
1: it's or a logic no what what i'm saying is the the these women be, because of the this is this is a societal problem and it is not a societal problem that can be fixed with more sex education, with more birth control, it's a human heart issue. I mean, that where decreases it, abortions, though. We know people, that. But people, it decreases abortion. So uh, I, I actually object to those statistics,
2: and I, I think. Uh, give me a second, Angel. You take over. I want to find okay. something real quick. Okay. <laughs> because I mean, again, the, the amount of abortions in the United States is decreasing. Every year it's less and less and less and less and the sharpest decreases have been when there's been increased public funding of birth control. Like when Obamacare was implemented, there was a massive reduce in uh, abortions because Obamacare funded a lot of birth control, like IUDs, for example, which are more effective than cheaper forms of birth control. I think what I mean, you was- saw you, before Obamacare, you saw a little bit of a stagnation. There was a small decrease in abortions during the, the Bush administration, but it was nowhere near the decrease that we saw during the Obama administration.
0: Okay. And I think ultimately to the, to the, the, the point that you're making about the, the people in poverty going through with this, with this abortion. And, and like, I just don't think you would make that same argument to if they were to kill their other children that are outside of the womb yep. i just don't see exactly. you making that same argument to the woman for instance my mother was a single mother and she had to raise three of us and she worked two jobs and she not to say i'm just using this because this is what i went like don't use just because yeah. this is my anecdote doesn't make it true like that's not my argument but i'm just saying yeah right if my mother was to kill one of her children because it would make it easier to take care of the other two you it, it doesn't it, it make it comes
2: right. about it, it comes about bodily autonomy then in that situation like a, a child so who like is outside the womb has a separate bodily autonomy bubble from the mother they're not interlinked interlinked anymore so it's a morally a different question i'm talking about the bodily autonomy so that's of, that's of ultimately
0: where is that where, so, so is that your ultimate argument is is the bodily autonomy bodily autonomy because the, the child is in the mother's womb that is why: oh, yeah, I mean, that's what
2: I started out with. you know, I, I said, like I do believe that it is, it, is, it is a death. I do believe that the child is dying, and I do believe that so, in all cases, something dying in an so, unnatural way is is wrong or negative negative and why: in, in some why, form. Does,
0: why does that stop at, at the child being in, in the womb? Why, why, why doesn't it carry on to the child being in my house now?
2: Because at, at that point again you According- you're not protecting anyone's rights by protecting a child that has been born you're not infring- or you're not infringing upon someone's rights at that point
0: but uh, except for for my property rights to where i now have to take care of this child
2: yes but you can you can you can first of all you can you can agree to at that point remove the child from your life if you want to in a way that is could i reasonable. kill them that's not legal but there's other things that you can do to remove that child from your life that doesn't result in their death
1: yeah and there's plenty of other things that a woman in who is pregnant can do to remove the child from their life uh that's not death but most of them but most of them choose abortion anyway there has to be a reason for that and it's not just socioeconomic status or whatever because
2: the the like again with all all the stuff we've been saying so far right like 75 percent Again, according to statistics that I saw, and I'm willing to, to listen to other statistics, right. I'm seeing 75% are impoverished women. Okay. So that, that that shows me there's a massive link there. And so yeah, that uh, kind of do does fully line so up with your – You know
1: what the link is actually though, Chris? It's, it's uh, the Planned Parenthood specifically targets low-income people. Um, And they have been doing that since they opened Uh, originally. They originally uh, targeted low income black neighborhoods because they knew those people were desperate and uh, would be in a situation where they could convince them to kill their children because it was better for them. Um, But but that's literally that this is all coming not from a place of it's actually a decision that's understandable. It's coming from a place that we as a society have convinced ourselves that it's a decision that's understandable because okay. of the constant propaganda coming out of p- places like Planned Parenthood, because they need they want money and they get money by one you know uh, attacking these desperate people, uh, and two uh because they are making these you know, pushes towards low income people they can get tax breaks and whatever else you know they can get money from the government because it's all about it's all about these low-income people it's all about people who are desperate but that's li- all of that is it has nothing to do with those people this is e- being evil towards those people right the, what i mean by what i said earlier it, it has nothing to do with those particular people it's actually a desperate situation all the time and so on and so forth right it's it's more to do with the fact that um our society has convinced these people that this is the solution for them mm-hmm. um and and the re and the way that they've been able to do that And and again, this goes to back to like the the big solution stuff. The way they've been able to do that is because the government has taken over all of our all aspects of life. Um, Before this, uh, you had families and churches uh, as communities to help people in these situations um, so that they don't they don't have to make these decisions and also are convinced that that's not a good decision to make. Um, But because of the constant breakdown of church and family communities, the government is has come in taken over and with Planned Parenthood being very tied to our governmental system right now um, it, because of the, you know, the policies that um, many politicians want um, it, it creates a situation where we are seeing what we see, but it, it's not, you're, you're coming back, you're coming into backwards is what I'm saying, right? The, these issues are created as a, b- because it, it, um, the, the, sorry, let me, let me back up. This situation has been created by policies that were intentionally done to create this
2: situation because they want money, right? See, I, the reason why I disagree with that, there's two reasons. One, you have societies that don't have a Planned Parenthood, like pretty much most South American and Central American countries. Yeah, um, They don't have that. They have higher abortion rates there not lower abortion rights. And they don't have that governmental push for abortion. They don't have that 60% of people in Brazil think abortion is immoral and should be criminalized. And yet there are more abortions in Brazil than there are in the United States because people are poorer there and more desperate there. That is the link there. It's not about the morality of the society and it's not about what the society is telling people is okay. Also before, Planned Parenthood, people still had abortions. People have been having abortions by drinking of time. <laughs> various poisonous substances yeah. for hundreds, if not thousands of years. It's not just that Planned Parenthood come along, along and now all of a sudden everybody's getting abortions. Planned Parenthood continues to push for legal and safe abortions, you know, legal and safe in their terms, um, and yet abortions decrease. Their business is going away because of socioeconomic shifts in the united states
1: and again i i think those
2: statistics
1: are um at the very least very inflated by the senate cent- and, and again obviously deflated maybe is. The i mean it doesn't it doesn't fit because, of abortif- that, because of abort because of efficiencies. um and i and i think that's that's probably a very i mean it, one one thing that's a consider. huge
2: thing one thing that's thing is that you know our, our uh our birth rate you know, is is going down in the United States, right? I, I honestly and, think that
1: has more to do with it than anything else. And and again, that all and that not only proves my point though, Chris. Like the the, the point of I mean, all it's, of it's this part of it, yeah. is 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 that we have a con- uh, a growing societal distaste for children. Um, and so the more that happens, the the more all of these things will continue to happen. And and I I think that. The abortion rate that you mentioned, and I'm I'm gonna I want to find, find articles and stuff on this. I I know that there was something I saw, and I just messaged the person who I thought posted it, um, and to try to get this information again. Um, but I I can imagine, um, and again, this is just me saying it, and based on trends, right? Uh, that the you know morning after pill, that sort of stuff, and uh, the lower birth rate have much more to do with those sorts of
2: situations than specific democratic policies that are actually the only the, the only reason why i'm saying that is you can create a, you can see a correlation between obamacare and various things and, and i again, can you grant can that at, but again cor- as, as always correlation because, doesn't equal causation yeah. and we have but to again you can, you can lines. logically find the causation because you can look at the amount of people that now have access to better forms of birth control not necessarily a, a birth control yeah. but just like things like iud's and and you know they they the, they have more access to it because of increased healthcare coverage that they're getting from the government. So, you know, you can find the exact causation there in addition to the correlation. You can explain why that correlation exists and what's causing yeah,
1: it. Yeah, I, I would be really interested to have another conversation about this. And we all bring a bunch of statistics and articles to bear, um, because yeah. I think we, we have been talking a lot about like trends and, and kind of large scale mm-hmm. things that we can't specifically point to because I mean, I mean obviously, because of the. the um, well, all this conceit of pod i researched
2: like it in the past. <laughs> right. Two, I know. But hours
1: or, yeah, or things that I already knew, but I crushed exactly. up on the exact numbers. Ex- exactly. Yeah. And, and so obviously it would be. In this particular realm, I think it would be more productive yeah. to have like statistics to bear on both sides and just kind of dig into those things. Um, But yeah, uh, just like but, yeah, I want more I
2: information talking specifically to, to women about their reasons for yeah getting an abortion, like you were sure. saying, because you have information that I don't have access to because you guys have been actually talking to many of them. So yeah. that's something I don't have. Yeah. So, you know, I can't further talk about that. Mm-hmm. without knowing that information exactly correctly. and and i feel like a lot i mean this is this happens in a lot of conversations like this we
1: we eventually get to a point where we say okay can't go down that thread anymore because we need more yeah. information then we can have to back yeah. up and try something else yeah yeah which yeah. is understandable
0: you No, know, and and for me personally like ultimately the the uh like i i, I, I want to talk about like the morality of the action itself right like yeah. apart from the from the statistics and and everything well i think they're important but like ultimate ultimately it's like you know is abortion right or wrong
2: i think it's a negative thing like you know it's so- an invasive <laughs> medical procedure and it's unnatural and it costs money you know so and it's it's the resource drain in it in itself you know the average abortion costs five hundred dollars you know for people that are making twelve thousand dollars a year they're not going to have five hundred dollars in their bank account
0: yeah and that's, I guess, ultimately, you know, it's how, how do you define what what is positive and negative? I think that's ultimately what it comes down to. Well, I, I agree that you know a life being ended is is negative
2: in pretty much any case. I mean, I'm against the death penalty, for example, so I'm you know uh, fully pro life across pretty much every debate. Um, yeah, I
0: think. We-
1: we I mean, we can, I mean, we can not, go down that rabbit trail another but, time, Angel. Yeah, we can. yeah I, I can know, see I know, that look you, on your
0: face. I was like, that, which is, I it's, like, just, it's
2: always funny I when like, that happens." Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. I I would say I'm I'm, I'm pro-life, <laughs> but I would disagree with you on the on the capital punishment. Yeah, see, um, see,
2: yeah, see, I, I'm the person who was like, you know, when I see something dying, I'm like, that can't be good, <laughs> like. You know, and I feel like there's a lot of, I have a lot of reasons for thinking that it's, it's my gut, it's scripture, it's societal, it's, it's yeah. logical, it's many reasons. Yeah. yeah. And, and honestly, and like, again, like I, I, I think
1: that if you're consistent looking at scripture, um, obviously God in has such a value on life. And I would even argue in most cases, like we, we, even though I would say death penalty is a good thing and we should have it. I I would say most of the time don't use it. Right. And I think Mm -hmm. scripture backs that up. Right. Like I think there's a, like it's still last, last resort and it's, it's the last resort specifically for one reason. And it is um, life is so precious, but Uh, at the end of the day, life has to be like life taken has to be, there has to be a uh, uh, um, justice for that. There has to be a restoration somehow. And the restoration that God has given for situations that can't be solved any other way, right. Where something has been so heinous it is execution so that the community itself will not have to deal with that evil again, right? And and, and it's because and, and again the reasoning is because there is such an emphasis on life above all else that if you take life, you forfeited
2: your own, right? Yeah. Um, but again, it's at that in that case, I would argue that you're trying to protect the community's emotions and not. I mean, not trying to, with you're trying to you're trying to
1: protect people's lives in the future, uh, ultimately, yes. right? That which would be, again yeah.
2: is a utilitarian concept.
1: But but only but, but but that's the thing. Like the again, the reasoning that they that they do it, that that, that you would kill someone, that, you know, public execution is not because it would save lives in the future ultimately. It's because they took a life. It's just that there are other factors to consider whether or not leniency is offered and, and has to and those factors do have to do with whether or not this person can be restored to the community without execution, you know, without their life being taken. But the reasoning still ultimately would be they they forfeited their life by taking another. Mm. Uh, but anyway, I mean obviously we're yeah. that's a rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. I I would think yeah. it would be fun to have a a death penalty a more deeper
2: death penalty conversation sometime. Yeah. yeah the the, the simplest thing I can throw out and we can do more research on this, but yeah. I did see somewhere um casually that um, someone said that it is cheaper to uh, put someone in jail for the rest of their life than to kill them because of the expense of education.
1: Yeah, and that's that's just specifically because of the way our society likes to feel pr- nice about the way that they execute people. This um, is true, yeah. And so it just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me either. I mean, we have
2: um, the, the one of uh, Trump's last attempts at, to making a law, I believe, had something to do with um, changing the way we execute people. So right, yeah, it's definitely something that's a a discussion going on right now yeah
0: exactly yeah yeah man well i think we've covered
1: a lot of i was gonna say we've been talking for like two hours so yeah we have
2: i i I get why we why we disagree and a lot of times i think people disagree because they have different information and we clearly do have different information so I, I have more things to research. Um, you guys have mentioned more things that you wanna research. Yeah, too. I mean feel feel and, free to send us articles too if you have yeah.
1: like statistics yeah. and
2: other stuff. Um I always like looking at those things. So Yeah, I'd say it's pretty easy. Like I just I just Googled stuff and yeah it's like now it's pretty easy you can tell the difference between fake news and real news which again for some people it's hard these days but i just go i just look at the straight up just studies and and if i can look at the methodology i will and i just try Mm -hmm. to figure out it's close to the source as possible what well my
1: metric is if facebook tells me that something is correct (laughs) and doesn't have a censoring thing on it then i'm good you know that's that's what's correct
2: (laughs) i would say that that's a good sign but it's never perfect (laughs) I would say, in some cases, uh, it's the opposite, but yeah. it makes <laughs> robots make mistakes, or if they're people, whoever's doing it <laughs> they they do make mistakes
0: It's aliens but, but nevertheless aliens. <laughs> chris is there is there anything you want to say before we we head out? you want anything you want to final statements that you want to leave us with um
2: i'm My mind is constantly shifting a little bit on on this issue because I'm constantly getting new information. And Mm -hmm. that's just, again, the way that I formulate my worldview is I let the information in front of me change it. Um, And so, uh, you know, as I get more information, it it shifts it. And again, I, I don't think things black and white and say like, this is true. This is false. I do agree. I do believe in objective truth. But I as far as the way I view things, I say, I think I have a certain level of confidence in this being true and a certain mm-hmm. level of disconfidence in, in that being true. And so whenever I'm having debates like this and new information comes in, what I do is I just let it shift my percentages of confidence and in, sure. in my beliefs yeah. a little bit. And so that's why I like conversing with people who have opposite viewpoints because very likely they have different information from me and that's going to inform me one way or the other um, on the way that I think. And ultimately, I'm just trying to get the best worldview possible to um, not only live the best life for myself, but, um, you know, affect the world and everything else in the best way, too, because I don't want to be harming myself or harming other people by having beliefs that are inaccurate or wrong. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. Sounds good. Caleb, you want to say anything? Uh, Well, I
1: I
2: mean, I just I want to ask Chris, if you change your mind
1: on Chipotle or Qdoba.
0: (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I
2: still haven't had Kidova. I've been I've been stuck in this area without Kidova now for way longer than I expected because yeah. that pandemic is still going that we were talking about before. <laughs> oh yeah. And um but the second that I see one, I will think of you guys and we'll we'll try it. Do it. And do it. Awesome. Then I'll let you know so you can put me uh, on just to talk your, about that.
1: And then your mind will be blown and you will change your mind. <laughs> yep. No,
0: dude, you don't need to try it. <laughs> uh, no I, I i again thank you chris for coming on um you're definitely like entering into the to use a biblical uh analogy the lion's den kind of, like <laughs> we definitely disagree on, on on a lot of things um because i, I want to ask you this and whether you want to answer this or not that's up to you are you a christian yeah. uh i
2: Believe because again, people have different definitions of what yeah. Christian is. So I think it's most important just to say what I believe about the sure. subject. What do you, and well, yeah. people can decide. So, so I believe that um, Jesus Christ um, existed. Um, yeah. I believe that Jesus Christ is God. So therefore, I let on there that I believe that he still exists and thus right, was yeah. resurrected. Yeah. Um, and uh, I believe that everything that Jesus said Um, As he said, it was correct. Sometimes I have skepticism about translations and the way things have been handed down for us over 2000 years. But like, I believe that the words that came out of Jesus Christ's mouth were 100 percent truth um, at at the time that they came out of his mouth, because I do believe that Christ is God and I do believe that God is omniscient and omnipresent and everything that is right and correct and true. Um, and I I believe that because those words are correct, they should be things that should be, you should shape your life around it. Um, and, uh, because of that, you know, I, I do consider myself what would be called a, a born again Christian because, you know, I have recognized that I along with the rest of humanity is in a fallen state and that the only salvation from that is through uh belief in the salvation of Christ's sacrifice for us and um following uh Christ's teaching and uh mm-hmm. kind of like conforming myself to a, a Christ like image. So I,
0: I, I yeah, that's Sounds that's good. That's so where far. I'm at <laughs> yeah. No, I I was just curious, honestly. Yeah. But again, yeah. man, thank you thank you for uh for for coming on and uh i think chris is my favorite guest yeah Mm
1: -hmm.
2: yeah we had i'm 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 the person who strangely disagrees with all of your beliefs while having some similar world world views but some other ones that are completely opposite and it's very interesting that's
0: why that that's why i asked that question because that's yeah that's very interesting to me
2: Yeah, because you get me talking about spirituality and religion for long enough, you'll start finding things, oh, I completely disagree with that, or that's not my experience. But, again, I feel like the core things, like, I have a lot in common with other Christians with, so I feel like the discussion always is about kind of things that aren't as core. I think it makes for a little bit better of a discussion when there's at least some common ground behind sure. yeah. everything. Like I'm not out there saying like, dude, you can't ever use the Bible in the debate because the Bible just a book that people wrote. Like, you know, right. it's a little bit, it's a little bit more difficult to have conversations with those types of people because then your disagreements are even more deeper and it's hard to even talk yeah. about surface issues. Yeah. Okay. But those are interesting though. I love listening to those, yeah. those debates between yeah. people who have that wide a disparity in their worldviews.
0: If you are one of those people, let us know because we want to have you on this podcast. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, (laughs)
2: that would be a great conversation.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, but thank you, Chris, for coming out. Thank you, Caleb. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed having. I think I think Chris
1: podcasts are the ones I talk the most on. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I think so.
0: (laughs) It's always good. And thank y'all for for listening to this conversation. Um, you, you know, let us know who you disagree with. And uh,
1: I think the reason I'm so talkative with Chris is that I know that we can gang up on him and he won't feel offended. Yeah. <laughs> because like, I think usually my role, I feel like my role is more of like kind of mediator, like, you know, yeah. make sure that everyone's understanding each other as they talk through these things. And maybe I'll I'll talk through... Uh, something once in a while but i think with chris it's like angel and i versus
2: chris and it's fine (laughs) i would like to hear a disagree with me between the two of you because oh you can't think the same about everything and the reason why i don't feel there's a few things yeah yeah Yeah. the reason why i don't feel ganged up on is even if you might have the same views you you the reasoning i think for your views are are different so i feel like i'm
1: dealing with two different things we actually just recorded an episode a couple episodes ago that was um uh, upset on voting, and Angela and I disagree on voting on um, mm-hmm. aspects. And Cudoba that. and um, that's right. Well, yeah, that's the that's the <laughs> obvious one.
0: But yeah, no we, there's some things we disagree with each other on. And, mm-hmm. But but he and I, we 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 figure out those disagreements with lightning and thunder.
1: Well, that doesn't make any sense because I live just 2,000 miles away
0: from you. So I, I know um, that's speed just... of light. Yeah. exactly yeah. <laughs> but thank y'all for, for for listening um, please share this let us know your thoughts who you yeah. disagree with Um, and uh, I guess Chris we it. should real quick I
1: keep interrupting you sorry Angel Chris yes. I feel like it would be really fun to have you on to disagree about something with Star Wars yes um, <laughs> I think that, that would be, be really... because because yeah. we could get really heated about that and it wouldn't like it wouldn't matter, right? Like Whoa. no part of it would matter because we. You, can...
2: <laughs> you should have heard. So I I did a podcast about uh, the last Star Wars movie, The Rise of Skywalker, right? And um, I thought it was one of the best Star Wars movies, and. There were some people there that thought it was one of the worst. Okay, and, we're going to have you on, and we're going to talk about that because I think it's the worst was, Star's yeah. movie of all time. Okay, <laughs> okay, so that's already, we have a, a big yep. thing trash. And, and here's trash. the thing is, my reasons, every reason that I have for disliking that movie, so I, have, I don't fully like it, there's some things I don't right. like about it, are reasons that I think you would disagree with because they're political reasons. Oh, <laughs> oh. interesting.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: anyway Angel, go be- ahead and give us an yeah. outro sorry i mean i
0: already kind of did the thing i guess y'all have a good night peace out and merry christmas because it's almost christmas <laughs> see ya.